The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
little love flashback that tune. on that one. Yep, wow. yep. Love wow. that tune. All right. And uh, that was Glenn Fry doing Smuggler's Blues from 1984. It was indeed. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, uh, we were watching the video of that earlier, and it was one of those early videos that was done... Uh, like a mini movie. Yeah. Beginning, middle, and end. Used to do that a lot back then. Yeah. Because that was back when MTV actually played music. Right, yeah. right. So the two went, the two mediums went hand in hand. Yeah. And uh, what I didn't know, but I found out in my research, is that he uh, was the MTV Video Award winner for Best Video that, for that year. Video, yeah. For that oh, one. no kidding. Yep. Oh, wow. That's funny. And then uh, a lot of people know it from Miami Vice because it yep. walked hand in hand with that. And they actually wrote episode 16 of Miami Vice. They named it Smuggler's Blues. Interesting. And wrote the whole episode like kind of around that video to okay. set the same Was Glenn in that tone. episode? Because he, he was trying his hand at acting at yes, that time, Yes, because he too, was. Yeah. I'm assuming he was in that episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he was in a couple. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure. Him and Phil Collins both had <laughs> yeah. different kinds of roles in there. Well, you want to talk about something that just absolutely reeks of the era it is from? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, totally. That, I was uh, 84. I was right on the verge of you know, decamping in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parallels between uh, Florida, Miami, and Los right, Angeles right. at that time. And, yeah, the, the whole cocaine thing you know, <laughs> just hovered over everything. Bales and bales of cocaine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, judging by, you know, the reported amount of cocaine that, uh, that the Eagles did in the late 70s, I would say Glenn Fry was probably an right. expert on that particular Kinda topic. Kind of speaking from experience, I sure. Think so. I think so. And, you know, oddly enough, the reason I, I led in with that... There was a motivation. There is a motivation. Right. And uh, it's heavily drenched in sarcasm. You tell, Johnny. Like an oju sandwich. It is dripping with sarcasm. Kind of out of character for you, I must say. Right? Because yeah. I'm never sarcastic never. about anything. No. But uh, our main topic we're starting off with today is, uh, well, we're going to discuss um, a certain current event, which you folks at home, you might have heard maybe on the late night news or and some fringe source. <laughs> Unless you're living in a cave <laughs> with a lousy Wi-Fi a lousy Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss this whole Britney Griner thing. Indeed. Britney, bitch. Yeah. Um, wow. So uh, let's billboard it like this. You know, Britney Griner, colon. Christ-like figure, uh, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, John the Baptist. I mean, is, is she really a maligned figure like these other famous people? Yeah. Let's throw in, um, what's his name? Nelson Mandela. Let's throw yeah. him in there as yeah. well. A lot of spin on this. Stephen one. Biko. A lot uh, of spin. Yeah, really. <laughs> or is she an overly entitled athlete who broke the laws of a sovereign country and for some reason doesn't want to seem to face the music? Mm. You know, I'm going to asterisk this like I do with a lot of topics in that I don't trust the news media, you know, to tell us what's really going That's on you. here. Yep. I certainly don't trust the Russian government right. to be above board and truthful about this. I don't have a hell of a lot of trust in the American government either. No. Like I said, there's a lot of spin here. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff going on that a lot of people from their statements clearly don't understand. Right. Um, you know, at the center of this is a human being. Uh, kind of feel bad for the situation she's in, but... Have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? You know, there's there's a good reason to believe she put herself there. Right. Unfortunately, you know. and uh, you know, we had said once before that we had both seen that movie, so I'm going to forget the name of it now. <laughs> with uh, who was uh, John Hurd, and he was the tourist and got caught in Turkey. Oh, with yes, with like hash yes, or yes, something. Yes, I do remember that. Uh, midnight, midnight, something. Uh, midnight, damn. Midnight, nightmare. Uh, midnight. 
All right, either way, it was a really thing. shitty movie about an American. It was a buzzkill. Yeah, who gets caught in a foreign Midnight country? Midnight Express? With... Yes, yeah, there okay. you go. Well yeah. done. Um, and, and again, this is, you know, we're not doing apples to apples. It's a it, it's what a thimble full of of residue in her yeah. in her vape you know oh barely a gram point right. seven tenths of a gram or something like that yeah yep. for anybody who's gone down that road once or twice which I have that's not really <laughs> a lot and here's yeah. how we're we're lining up on this because I we're we come at it from different points but we're in agreement that. Something stinks on ice here. Yeah, okay? no doubt about it. And it's, you know, from just my point of view, I'm seeing it way too much as somebody of some repute that thinks they're above the law. Okay? Entirely possible. Now, granted, I, I, I'm you know, fully aware how backwards the, the legal system in, in Russia may or may not be. Um, it's not America, that's for sure. And I think perhaps, uh, you know... The lessons I was always taught that if you do bad things, you're going to put yourself in a position for bad things to happen to you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. And you've done some reading on stuff, and you had some more articulate points to make, especially when it comes to the voices that are speaking out on her behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> first of all, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that, you know, mm. Russia's not America. That's not a, a, a system of justice that, that the vast majority of Americans are even remotely familiar with. Right. Um, not a whole lot of people uh, go out of country to different places with different customs and whatnot. I've obviously never been to Russia. Happy times! But I've been to places like Mexico where the, the system of justice is really, really, really different and mm-hmm. really, really strange compared to what we experience here in the U.S. and what we expect in the U.S. Yep. And unfortunately, that's something that uh, I'm sure Brittany Griner if she wasn't already aware of it, I mean, it's not like she was a stranger to Russia, but mm-hmm. she's getting a good dose of it now. And I have to say, this is just a classic case of horrific timing. She was arrested on February 17th. Russia invaded Ukraine seven days later on February 24th. Right. You know, And we just happen to be you know, one of the many Western countries that's uh, pumping all sorts of nasty arms into yes, Ukraine. Yes, we are. Yes. And I'm sure the Soviets don't appreciate that. Of course not. You know, and again, she is a prominent, prominent American. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, she's a WNBA all-star, perennial champion. Brittany, bitch. Uh, apparently the team that she's played with in Russia has won uh, quite a few championships. Mm-hmm. She is a celebrity figure. Right. Uh, and, you know, she's fairly well-heeled. I mean, a lot of people, and this is another thing that's come out that you and I have discussed, bitching about... Uh, the WNBA and how much the players are compensated and whatnot. Um, yeah, she doesn't get LeBron James cash, but she gets more than a quarter of a million dollars a year to play for sure. the WNBA. And apparently gets a whole hell of a lot more than that playing for the team in Russia that right. she plays for. And uh, I don't know, maybe that older in a false sense of feeling she might have been above the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, just common sense-wise, you know, as someone who has traveled, I've been you know, to quite a few different countries, would never in a million years think of right. bringing anything even remotely resembling an illegal narcotic across mm-hmm. the border. You know, yeah. no, just no, no effing way. No to, way. To me, it, it kind of harkens the, the stories you hear of, say, um, American or you know, international athletes that are getting popped in the airports with a handgun in their suitcase that, oh, I forgot I had that Which on me. Which is the or, biggest load of shit I have right, ever heard. Right, And they think because of their stature, and look, in many cases... 
they should be carrying a weapon because there's lunatic fans out there. No doubt. And I'm sure that, that Brittany probably takes this to ease some aches and pains and whatnot from the rigorous schedule and life as an athlete. Sure. However, <laughs> here's where I get really right-wing conservative. Okay. The law is the law. And if you're going to break it, you got to be ready to deal with the consequences and not, in this case, look upon your country to bail you out because of your place of origin that's stamped on your certificate. They didn't snatch her, you know, out of her out of her bed one night and, and began holding her. Yeah. She went through normal customs and they were just doing their normal procedures. It's not like somebody planted this stuff on her. It, it's open and shut. Now she's got some fancy Russian lawyers that are going to bat for her. Yeah. As well as, and this just came out because the actual trial has now started, you know, affidavits from teammates, uh, other officials with the team speaking up for her character and whatnot. Sure. This, you know, let this play out. And yeah, you know what? It, it, it sucks that she's been held this long and just now they're, they're getting to this. I mean, I get it. I don't live in a bubble. However, when things like her, her WNBA coach comes out and says... Well, if this was LeBron, if it was a man, she would have been released by now. If she wasn't a lesbian, she would have been released by now. Well, that this, was just, this, this, if she yeah. wasn't black, she would have been released by now. It's just one <laughs> of a myriad of statements that have been made by mm -hmm. people in and around the situation that just reflects their just, just stunning ignorance right, right. to the situation. It, you know, being a LeBron James in a situation like this, if you know anything about a situation like this, wouldn't make one damn bit of difference mm -hmm. at all. Right. At all. None. As a matter of fact, the more publicity... See, this is, this is the idiot thinking behind this. Is they, they seem to be thinking that the more attention, you know, the more groundswell that we bring to this mm -hmm. is going to, you know, grease the wheels to get Britney out of there. Right. And it, in fact, is having the opposite effect. Exactly. Because now know? Russia has a prize in their custody yeah. and a bargaining chip that they did not have before. And they're insulted. Right. You know, she, <laughs> was, she was just declared by the U.S. Uh, State Department as wrongfully detained. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a method behind that that, that uh, accords the situation a lot more diplomatic help from Washington, Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. than it would otherwise. But one of the, the downsides to this is it's also pissed Russia off, right? Because now they're saying, "Oh, you're accusing us of." Yep. All right. And again, you know, if you weren't an ignorant person like this, this WNBA coach saying stupid things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you would understand that this kind of shit is making it worse. Yeah. It's making it harder to get the girl out of there. And even her letter to Biden himself, where, you know, to paraphrase it, uh, by the way, my, my father was a veteran, served this company in Vietnam. By the way, I've never voted until your election. By the way, I voted for you and I believe in you. It's just like this laundry list of reasons why Joe needs to go out of his way to, to get her out of there. And I'm sorry, but in the big scheme of things, if they're, you know, bandying about terms like prisoner exchange, I would rather if we somehow got some of our soldiers who have been captured aiding the Ukrainians, let's maybe get them back. Or maybe these, these other figures, it's like you said, what, 60 around the world? There is at least, there are at least 60 Americans being held in, in a lot of different countries around the world for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and this is another thing that these ignorant people who are making these ignorant statements don't seem to understand is, you know, this whole, you know, Le LeBron James scenario that they keep bringing up. The fact of the matter is we don't want to 
put a spotlight on this because we don't want to encourage other countries to do this. Exactly. You know, if they start seeing that, whoa, you know, we, the Russians grabbed an American and they got all of these concessions, you know, from the United States, mm-hmm. why don't we do it? Right. You know, why don't we give it a shot, see what we can get out and of this situation? And then LeBron himself comes out in, in, in a promo for his show at HBO God. with a shop. Barbershop. Yeah. yeah. And uh, says, well, you know, if I was sorry, I don't know if I'd want to come back to the United States after they abandoned me for... Oh, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. So maybe we'll uh. luck out and she'll get Stockholm Syndrome and she won't want to come back. <laughs> oh, and she'll come back as like the uh, Ivan Drago of, of Soviet <laughs> basketball. There's always a chance. Uh, but again, it's just it's it's just so ridiculous, and I'm glad you hit on the on the financial aspect. So you you can't take that, okay? Nope. And you know, as far as her being patriotic and this and that, you know, look ahead because eventually she's going to come back to this country. Now, what kind of interviews, okay? Yeah. Do you think she's going to give when she comes back? Is she going to speak positively about her experience and what her country did to? aid her, or is she going to be throwing rocks and in the, in the vein of Colin Kaepernick become just another critic now of the United States? Who knows? You know, I mean, this is a very, very unique experience, obviously, to go through. You do suddenly get an idea of how far you are from home when something like this goes down. Mm-hmm. You know, again, setting an experience, you know, that I had uh, going down to Mexico and God knows I don't want to piss off the Mexicans and have a Mexican hit squad coming after me for anything I'm about <laughs> to say. We're not very big in Mexico, so No, we're not? Worry. Okay, no. we're good? Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the first things you notice is that the, the, the concept of justice and the concept of, of, of law in that country in particular is very, very different mm-hmm. than it is here. I was in Mexico for about five minutes before it became very clear to me that this would not be a good place to get busted. It just would not. You know, and... Obviously, Russia is not quite as third world, I guess, mm-hmm. as, as Mexico is. But I would think, I, from what I have read about Russia, that once you got off the plane there, you would know, just, you would just feel it, mm-hmm. not a good place to get popped. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it, it is kind of an I- ironic thing. I understand that uh, Ms. Griner has been critical of the United States um, you know, particularly with the anthem and the whole protesting. Well, in, in between beating up her first wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she uh, gave some interviews. Yeah, that now she's suddenly in a situation where she's depending on that institution that she was very Sucks critical of. Sucks when you depend on the system, huh? save her ass. Right. You know? And by the way, as long as we're, we're shooting down arguments, that idiot WNBA coach mm-hmm. um, that she just brought up, I think she hinted at it, and if she didn't... Um, Somebody else of prominence who decided to jump into this argument hinted at the idea, and again, it was the whole LeBron James thing, that you know, this has something to do with WNBA players not being paid at the same level as mm-hmm. NBA players, that, you know, that forces Brittany to you know, have to do things like go to a country like Russia to play professional ball. First of all, Brittany gets paid a quarter of a million dollars to play here in the United States. I don't know about you, Johnny, but that's a hell of a lot more than what I make. Hell of a lot more. And, <laughs> you know, for the people that are, are constantly making that idiot argument, you know, here are the facts, folks. The NBA annually pulls in revenue to the tune of $9 billion. The WNBA, though somewhat successful, looking at 60 to $75 million. Right. Big difference. Yeah. Big, big difference. 
And but we've discussed that before when someone name of oh I don't know Megan Rapinoe, which <laughs> we'll we'll cover her later, folks. Don't worry. Hold back, John. But, we're, we're getting, oh we're my getting god, to I'm that. frothing we're at the bit. But she, you know, crusades on the soccer side of things that women should get paid the same as men. And what she refuses to acknowledge, okay, is that it's based on revenues, okay? It really is. And I'm sorry, everybody out there in the world, in the sound of my voice, turn on uh, ESPN 8, the Ocho, okay, who's probably the only one airing female soccer. Yeah. Look at the stands. You're lucky if you get the first three rows filled, okay? Yeah. And then it's empty stands. And then look at, like, the worldwide calamity of awesomeness that that FIFA is, good, bad, or indifferent, packed stadiums, like, shaking with people cheering and chanting, singing songs. Yeah. Like, these countries, during the World Cup, like, business stops so they can watch your team play. Yeah. It's just not the same thing. And it's not that we don't want equality. We'd love everybody to get paid the same. So what she (laughs) did accomplish was the national teams the men and the women get paid the same, which I think yeah. is completely fair. Yeah. And I wasn't even aware that they were pulling down salaries. I thought, like, for our Olympic teams and whatnot, we paid, you know, room and board, right. bought their supplies, arranged for their training, stuff like that. Which, yes, all of that should be 100% equal. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The rest of it, it's, it's bunk. So let's, yeah, let's just dismiss that argument right there. Yeah. But again, the, the sheer irresponsibility of, of this... See, notice we haven't even named her this this WNBA coach. Yeah. But to bring in an argument about race, about sexuality, I mean, I, I hate to break this on people. This is going to come as a shock, but Russia's not really into the whole LGBTQ fairness thing. No, quite the opposite. Yeah. They and have laws against disseminating, quote-unquote, <laughs> homosexual propaganda. Right. I mean, this is you're dealing in a world stage. Not every place is the United States. No, no. And I mean, as far as like, you know, professional athletes turning to foreign countries to make money, you know, look no further than the NBA and their relationship with China, Ugh. which, by the way, is another place I wouldn't want to get right? busted, you right? know? Because, yeah, you did. good luck getting out of that place, mm-hmm. you know, if you've, you've broken one of their laws. But you know what? You just stumbled on an interesting conundrum. All right. What if, uh, let's not say LeBron, let's say an, another player, like a Kevin Durant, maybe, okay. or someone of that stature. Who got busted doing the same thing going into China? Yeah. Now, based upon the NBA's reluctance to even so much as criticize China, because that's their cash cow. Yeah, and look what happened when they vaguely... Right. You know, it wasn't even a criticism of China. It was just an endorsement of Taiwan. Yep. Talk about a shitstorm. Oh, my yep. God. You know? And it's like, what would they do then? I mean, yeah. would they... What? Would they call Biden's office and be like... Yeah, you know, we'd like to have him back, but just don't make them mad or upset or sad. Yeah, <laughs> really, really. Because that's their cash cow. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's a number of different ways to look at it, but I, for one, and this is why we're talking about it tonight, folks, I, for one, refuse to put this person up on the altar as a sacrificial lamb and say to myself, oh, this is our best and brightest. We need to get this person out. Oh, their poor thing. You know, as Americans, we all rally around. No, she fucked up. Pardon my French. Uh, but she's not in France. She's in Russia. Indeed. <laughs> and it's their country. It's their rules. And you shouldn't have ought to did what you did. And you got caught. And not to bring grim reality down on people, but in a situation where... And this is, this is again, you know, a divide. Russia doesn't consider her a hostage. No. 
You know, they consider somebody who broke the law. I don't even know if we necessarily consider a hostage from a diplomatic standpoint either, but in situations like this, it takes an average of four years mm-hmm. to get said person the hell out of the mess that they're in overseas. Right. You know, and, you know, we're barely, what, six months into this, this saga? Right. You know, and I, do, I, I feel terrible for anybody in her situation. Um, it's got to be scary as hell. Sure. And, you know, by the way, whoever decided to make public the letter that she wrote to Joe Biden, that was pretty shitty. You shouldn't have done that. Um, but I hate to break this to you, folks. This is, this is going to go on for, for a little while. It is going to go know. on for a while. And I, and I tell you what, it's, um, it's, it's going to end. She's going to come back. Eventually, you know. yes. But you know, before we sit here, any one of us as Americans, and point fingers and say, well, they're, they're out of line, and clearly they're using her as a bargaining chip, and blah, blah, blah. Let's just slow down half a second and say to ourselves, bargaining chip, really? Kind of like us seizing all the assets of the Russian oligarchy because we don't approve of them, you know, and their, their assault on Ukraine. Under the circumstances. It's getting awfully personal. Yeah, and given, given the, 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 the monstrous repercussions of what's going on in the Ukraine and the Western, uh, Western countries backing the Ukraine, that one person isn't... <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's no real leverage. It's not going to move the there. needle much no. in either direction. So, just, <laughs> just to give you an idea, let me toss this in before we go to the relief that is our middle gen. Uh-huh. Um, give you an idea how different the Russian system of justice is to the United States. In Russia, only 0.25% of all criminal cases end in acquittals. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's roughly uh, equivalent to getting busted in Japan, <laughs> where uh, their conviction rate's 99%. Guilty. Hmm. Okay, you get out of the country, folks, the rules change considerably. Yeah, yeah, it's not this, uh, you know, country club that we've got called a judicial system. No, not at all. But like you alluded to, let's <laughs> get out of this Middle mess. Middle time. Oh, yes. the, the snark will continue with heavy <laughs> doses, though. Guilty. <laughs> with all of our gems today, yes. we should just give them fair warning. I guess we're, this is a little snarky, isn't it? It's a very snarky episode. Yeah. And I mean, this, this gem in particular really wasn't meant to be. I just kind of dug this tune and, and felt that it was appropriate. But yeah, when, when we were discussing it, you did kind of point out a little snark here. Yeah. Not well, intentional, folks. You threw it at the wall and it exploded like a Jackson Pollock <laughs> painting. And I'm like, in some weird way, it just works. Uh, Heavy handed, okay. but it works. Okay. So what do you got for us, Mike? Uh, this one's from our good friends, the dis- the uh, the interrupters. Yes. Pardon me. Uh, and anybody who's f- familiar with them and their canon of good stuff is probably familiar with this song. It's called "She Got Arrested." Yes, she did. Enjoy this one, folks, and we'll be back in a few minutes with some more things. For shooting down her man, U.S. Marshals caught her outside of Spokane. She said, "I do it again." Do it again, do it again, I do it again, I do it again, do it again, do it again, yeah, I do it again. She met it like a year ago last Christmas. It drove a truck in town on business. She fell in love, or so she thought, cause Marilyn was cold and about it was hot. So she moved alone to the city of sin, then got a place with him, put her chips all in. Yeah, got dark, he was a stranger, put his hands on her in anger, and she got arrested. Tossing down her 
For a year on trial No regrets for the things she done He lost a fight She wanted Told the story Jerry heard it Deliberating For a verdict She's up for murder in the first degree Cause she refused to bleed insanity And she got arrested For shooting down her man U.S. Marshals Fun tune. Yes, a little interrupters for your afternoon or your evening or your morning. Whenever you can you imagine listening to the show in the morning? Oof. That would be sadistic. Well, that's how I listen to it when Is it, it airs. Really? Yeah, the drive into work. That would explain a lot of things. Yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> so yes, that was she got arrested by the uh, interrupters. Uh, our our good friends, the ska collective uh, from Los Angeles. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been together since 2011. And uh, interesting, it is uh, the, the composition of the band. It is Amy Interrupter plus three of the Bavana brothers. Oh, okay. Did you know this? Yes, Justin, Jesse, and uh, Kevin, I believe. Huh. And, uh, and yeah, uh, from, from Los Angeles, as you would imagine, they are favorites of Tim Armstrong from Rancid mm-hmm. and have recorded on his label. And uh, if you think they uh, do have some resemblance to the things that Tim's band has done, Rancid... You would be correct. You would be correct. Indeed. With a splash of early No Doubt. Just yeah, to, to, just to a little mellow bit. things out. Yeah. Hint of No Doubt. Definitely yep. very Los Angeles. Yes. Very ska punk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's always been the good fun, you know? Yeah, good tunes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so yes, as we uh, segue now into the uh, second yes. segment. Um, you know, before we do, quick question yes, for you. Yes, yes, Johnny. Yes. In, in your life, uh, mm-hmm. as, as secretive as we are about our actual roles, Indeed. have you ever been a recipient of an award? Ah, uh, I 
once or twice, yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Okay, was it something that was, uh, had like a set itinerary, and you went up against other people, and you won it because you had done more of whatever, or something better than they did? As I vaguely recall, yes, I believe so. Okay, interesting. Well, the reason I ask is, uh, again, in in the news this week, um, at the White House, uh, President Biden bestowed about... Uh, I think it was 237 ah, Presidential Medals of Freedom. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about the this. line was out the door. A little yeah. larger number than normal, I think. Sure, to, to sure. To, to uh, merit this particular award. Yeah, it reminded me of that scene with Bugs Bunny when he's at the uh, Edward G. Robinson and they're getting paid from their bank heist. And he's like, <laughs> and me, boss. And then he's an Indian, he's on the other side of the table. And me, boss. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay. Well, you know, if we're going down this road, and I suspect we are. We are. Uh, let me qualify, you know, for people who are, again, living mm. in that cave with the lousy Wi-Fi. What exactly the Presidential Medal of Freedom is? Uh, it is the highest civilian honor presented to individuals who have made exemplary contributions to the prosperity, values, and or security of the United States, world peace, or other significant societal, public, or private endeavors. Yes, that. Yeah. So it used to be, by my it recollection, used to be a big deal. Much yeah. like the myriad of Nobel Prizes. Indeed. The Kennedy Center Honors. Mm. The One Tonys, Grammys, yes. Oscars, yes. you know. All seem to be based on <laughs> something. Yeah. Well, in a nutshell, before we uh, launch into a, a raking discussion on these uh, nominees and winners, yeah. uh, I'm not in favor of any award, especially with the title Presidential Medal of Freedom on it, Yeah. when... Who qualifies and who gets you know, nominated really varies based on the agenda of the particular president giving them out. There does seem to be whether an agenda it's, at work here. Yeah, it? whether it's Democrat yeah. or Republican, one of those rare instances, I don't give a shit. Mm. But either you're an outstanding American whose labors warrant celebration, yes. or you're not. Switch me on. Okay, and how one is to one administration and isn't to another, I, that just kind of muddies the waters. Kind of, kind of wonder how they come to these conclusions, don't you? Yeah, and yeah. even in these 17 individuals that actually got, it really wasn't 200 folks. 17. 17, it's still a lot. That's like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class numbers right there. Kind of, kind of diminishes the impact of the reward down. a little bit, yes, don't you think? Yes, little watered down. So, for instance, yes. first one up in center, America's Sweetheart. Little Miss Simone Biles. Yes. Okay? Outstanding athlete. Umpteen gold medals won the Olympics. Yes. She's uh, a paragon of morality. She advocates for children in the foster care sim- uh, yep. system in the United States. And yep. she also advocates for victims of sexual assault. See? America's sweetheart. Admirable. You know? Admirable. And she will probably go on to a long, distinguished career of, of uh, advocating and, and this and that and the other thing and yes. Wheaties boxes and, and everything else that goes with it. Yeah. My only problem with her getting the award at 25 is because you know she's 25 yeah okay yeah what did you accomplish at 25 not a lot right i remember and that's kind of how it should be yeah (laughs) i know well are you familiar with a woman named wilma vault i believe is how i pronounce that uh she was one of the most decorated women in the u.s military and u.s military history Mm -hmm. uh upon retiring in 1985 she was one of only seven generals uh in the united states armed forces Somebody that I kind of, kind of feel, right, you know, fits right. the description. Kind of mm-hmm. somebody who would, you'd think, 
would be on the receiving end of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Right. But here's, here's the, the flip side of that. It's, by definition, uh, highest civilian honor one can achieve. Well, she was retired. She was retired. Still. She, she this is a bad pun, but she made her stripes in the military, was yeah. rewarded for it with her rank. Yeah. I don't know if I would then heap an additional medal on top of her. Yeah. Much the same way the two uh, political entries were this time around. Yeah. One being John McCain. Of course. The other being um, Simpson. Uh, Al, uh, Alan? Alan yes. Simpson, Alan. I believe, yeah. Who, yeah. of course, know for his famous line to um, Dan Quayle in the debate, you know, I knew Jack Kennedy or no Jack Kennedy. That was Simpson, wasn't it? That was not Simpson. Are you sure? Yes, I am. you mega sure. I am. All right, well, then screw him anyway. Lloyd Benson. If I <laughs> yes, yes, it was Lloyd Benson. I don't know shit about fuck. But I understand your point. That's my point. I do. I do. I see because what you're look, I at. mean, if a lifetime in the Senate, in, in the Senate, suckling off the taxpayers' teat, <laughs> isn't enough in a, of an award, you know, I, I doubt this gold-plated medallion is really going to push the needle either way. Kind of makes you wonder, you know, what we were discussing pre-show, how the decisions are made on who gets right uh, presented with the presidential medal, and who didn't make the cut. Because I mean, and all kidding aside, seventeen's a lot to yeah. go in at, at once. I could see three or four, yeah. you know. Well, how big was the list of people being considered? Seriously. Right. I mean, they, they had to the whittle these 17. brackets down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, there was another one that it, at first glance, you might be like, huh? That's more of a Kennedy Center honor. Yeah. But Denzel Washington got in. Yeah. Well, it, at least in, in arguing in Denzel's favor, he mm-hmm. has been the national spokesman for the Girls and Boys Clubs of America right. for the last 25 years. Right. Kind of, you can make an argument. I don't know if it, yeah. it necessarily qualifies, because in all honesty... I'm not clear on what qualifies you as somebody up for the Presidential Medal of Freedom, but at least with that, you can make an argument. Yeah, because he's doing something to enrich the American experience for all citizens. Yes. And the same thing with Simone Biles. Even if it's just, like I said, setting an example or something for other people to aspire to, Yeah, go for it. Now, there's a lot of other people in here, and um, look, funny. I'm just going to... Half you of them I, I, I can't pronounce... <laughs> So I'm gonna take that little Johnny Leap in logic like I normally do. Here we go. And say it got to a point, like maybe after the five main people, the, yeah. the last twelve, they're kind of checking off boxes. A little absurdity here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. again, John McCain gets in posthumously, and I would never do anything to besmirch the man's military career and the sacrifices and innate bravery that he showed. Indeed. Uh, however, he had, look, he had, a, he had a checkered political. Career, kind you of, know, kind of fucked it up in the end. He did. In the end, yeah. totally. And maybe it was just he was past his prime. He should have just, you know, retired. Yeah. But I mean, coming down to the Senate floor to to give that demonstrative thumbs down, like, ooh, everyone look at me, look what I'm doing. That's bullshit. Hey, okay? I got two words, man. Sarah Palin. All right. right. That's all. And I that to say. He, all, he almost bestowed that on us. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, I'm the guy that that's not too crazy about Kamala. But Sarah Palin, are you yeah. shitting me? You endorsed that. Talk about the blueprint for a heartbeat away from disaster. Oh, my God. Yee. Usually, one must go to a bowling alley to meet a woman of your stature. Yes. But I suspect <laughs> that there is a point that we're getting to. Yes. Given our discussion prior to the show. And it's, and it's kind of funny because you had a strenuous object, objection to one person. One person in particular. And I had a strenuous <laughs> objection to a completely different person who was a recipient uh, posthumously. Okay. So what the hell good is that uh, of the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Mm-hmm. But uh, as yours is a more colorful scenario, <laughs> I will let you run with it from here, Johnny. And 
here we go. Well, way to put the pressure on me. <laughs> as listeners of the show are well aware, uh, as a matter of fact, she was my uh, 2021 uh, winner. Asshole of the year, wasn't yes. it? Yes. This yes. person had already won a major award, <laughs> and it was my Asshole of the Year award. No, I'm sorry, the Piece of Shit of Year. Ah, of yes, year okay. Right. Let's not be confusing. Let's not confuse these. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's Miss Megan Rapino of soccer fame. Uh, she of the... LGBTQ crusading wing and multicolored pay, hair thing. Right, multicolored. Yeah. And sticking her tongue out like a jackass or Miley Cyrus during the awards ceremony to get a photo op. Yeah. Trash. Of all people, uh, New York Post, I believe, is columnist Phil Mushnick, who I never agree with, yeah. wrote a torpedo piece on Ooh. her. Oh. And he highlighted. Um, the last run of the women's national team in the World Cup and how we were labeled like the bad guys. Right. Partially because our team was just so damn good and easy to hate. Yeah. But also because of a decided um, lack of decorum and class when we were blowing out several teams. In this case, uh, Thailand, which okay. we beat 10 to nothing. Ouch. That's not a softball score, folks. That's Ouch. a soccer score. And wow. Miss Rapinoe had scored goal number eight of that game. And instead of getting together with those who were responsible for the assist of the goal she scored, she took a victory lap and taunted the fans. Yeah. Trash. And I'm sorry, but that's just damn un-American. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very unsportsmanlike. Not to I mention, say. she's a big proponent of kneeling to protest these perceived injustices Which in the country. Which is no way to endear yourself to Johnny Teflon. Not even in the slightest. Looking at you there, Brittany. Trash. But all that aside... You know, it labels her as a crusader of, you know, all these different rights and, and equal pay. And what she's managed to do is get equal pay for the national team players, the men and the women. Right. Which I am in total lockstep with that. They should get paid the same. In fact, they shouldn't get paid anything. Yeah. They're supposed to pay for their room and board, their training, the uniforms, transportation, all that good shit. Right. I wasn't aware we are paying our Olympians now. Interesting. But whatever. Yeah. It's just a simple fact of... They forced her in to appease a segment. Well, I was going to say, who lobbied for this right. particular right. person? You know, and, and I, look, not 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 every gay female athlete can be of the stature and eloquence of Billie Jean King. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No, okay, no. just like not every retired boxer is going to be an international symbol of of peace and freedom like Muhammad Ali. Sure, not going to happen. Sure. So please, whoever is is like choosing these lists and whatnot. Please stop trying to fit a round peg into a square hole and make these people into international diplomatic savants because they're not. Well, I don't, I don't have nearly the axe to grind with Megan Rapinoe that you do. Because you're it, a nice person. Is that what it is? It is. Oh, don't let that get out. You're the likable uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> on some days. But uh, just in agreement with you, I'm unclear as to what she's done to merit this award. Right. And, uh, and for a lot less colorful reasons, I was kind of wondering how Steve Jobs got on this list. This is true. That I, was I'm, your bugaboo, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I just, I, I, nothing against Steve. Mm -hmm. He's dead, you know. I have no intention of dancing on his grave or anything. Right. But uh, why? And I, I'd say what, you know, uh, good folks at home, when Mike first broached this with me, I had a, a somewhat inspired uh, defense of, of Mr. Jobs. You made an argument. You did. And now that, you know, some time has passed, and I, I've 
kept thinking about it. It is kind of the equivalent of giving an award to any of the robber barons at the turn of the century. Now, granted... To, to what end? To, what, right. What's I mean, the point? Yeah. Andrew Carnegie is known for his philanthropic works and everything, but it's, sure. it's kind of like the last half of his life. So let's say the same thing with the Rockefellers and whatnot, but it's, you know, I don't know. Has Bill Gates won this award? I don't believe so. Okay. I mean, I mean Jobs... At least a, has a philanthropic right. part of his anatomy, if you will, Yep. Steve Jobs, yeah, he was he was brilliant and 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 he was behind um, some significant innovation to say the yeah. least. But the but man was a slave driver and and irritable and very difficult to work for and with. Bit of a dick, from what <laughs> I understand. Bit of a dick, you know. In common and, parlance, yes. Yeah, and not not <laughs> all that clear about what he did, you know, for society on a on a uh, selfless, right. Uh, right? You know, beneficial to the. You know, disadvantaged of society kind How of thing. How did he enhance the fabric of American society? Yeah. You can make the argument, the, the, you know, the iPhone, and before that, the iPad, all of which were things that he spearheaded. Sure. But I just, like you, I'm a little skittish about rewarding businessmen for being good businessmen. Yeah, unclear It's like on if the Trump was never here. president, would they give him one for being a, a fantastic commercial realtor? Or are they going to give it to Mark Cuban? Yeah. For his various endeavors and, and owning, you know, a yeah. uh, basketball team? I don't know. Yeah. And again, it just, it kind of clouds up the definition and the, 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 the qualities. Muddies the, the water. Yeah. Of, of what, you know, qualifies you for the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I'm, I'm right. not getting it. They kind of right. left me kind of wondering on this yep. one, you know. And if you, if you throw it on a scale, and again, you think of it in terms of the highest military honor is the Medal of Valor. Yep giving very sparsely for all the right reasons. You've got the Kennedy Center honors, which are devoted specifically towards those who, through artistic means, yeah. enhance the fabric of America. Again, it's like, really? What, what, what's the, the criteria? Yeah. And you know, my, my first and, and last thought on this Presidential Medal of Freedom is that I don't think any award, and yes, I'm looking at you over there in Sweden, Nobel, any award, it should never be based on an agenda. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And in this case, like I said, and without even researching, you know, who Trump gave it to, who Bush gave it to, who Obama gave it to, I guarantee you that if we look back, you will see instances of someone one president put in, but another president would not. Yeah. And I'm calling bullshit on that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure looks like there was some agenda right. at work here. And again, I mean, different but similar what happened to all the talk about putting Harriet Tubman on, what was it, the $2 bill? I believe so, Okay, yeah. It just kind of just drifted away. It, it became a, a non-issue, okay? Yeah. And if there's, like, if you're going to name, like, 10 American heroes, and I don't care about sexual orientation, race, religion, none of that shit. Yeah. If you got 10 people that you think would, would warrant being put on a piece of our money that aren't, yeah. I would lobby for Harriet Tubman Indeed. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But again, if it doesn't serve another one's agenda, it just kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. So much like our Supreme Court, some would say, yeah. it needs to be a little more just impartial and yeah. robotic. It's just it's unfortunate, but it seems there's a lot of agenda shit going on yeah. in the world I today. I mean, so much it? stuff gets screwed up once you put the human element on it. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> is it just belittles... You know, the, the, the award for the rest of the people who it's bestowed already, upon. Right, and so yeah. many that have gotten it in the past yeah. that, you know, 
And, and again, I mean, they want to put, probably she's in line, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, put her on some money and whatnot. Yep. To which I would say, well, how about Sandra Day O'Connor? Because she was the first female on the Supreme Court. Good argument. That's just the way my, you know. Good argument. Or Sally Ride, the first astronaut, female astronaut. Yep. Get her on on money or something. I mean, there's uh, arguments to be made. Yeah. yeah, Since obviously they give this medal posthumously, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that. Probably qualify. Well, I'm it. sure they would prefer that they were alive so they get the photo op. <laughs> I'm you know. sure. I'm sure. And this way we can ask ourselves, as Joe Biden is putting on it, it which one's dead? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is, is We can choose from the dead as well as the living. I'm sorry, you can probably do a little better than Steve Jobs. Probably. You know, right. Nothing personal, Steve. Yep. You know. I don't think he listens to the show. Probably not. From the beyond. No. Nah. <laughs> But you never know. Talk you about never know. Ghost in the machine. <laughs> All right, it's time for another gem, folks. And this one was intentionally snarky. Oh, this is like uh, this is this is this dare is I snark. say scathing? Yes, scathing. Yes, and it does have to do with all these big shots that we just mentioned who were getting the glistening award. Indeed, and it's kind of ironic. I don't know if ironic is the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, this guy is one of John's favorite artists. He's not one of mine. Uh, though I have all the respect in the world for the man, and this song in particular, you know, as a, a former musician and a person who wrote lyrics, yeah, I sit back and say to myself, "Damn, I wish I wrote that." <laughs> wow! <laughs> and you saved a, the day because we were having trouble with the third. We were stumbling today. on it a bit, and then Mike just came in like like some elf from Lord of the Rings with yeah. a light around his head and says, "Yeah, just bing, play this one." Yes, yes, a <laughs> bit of a bit of uh, divine uh, inspiration, I think, on this and. Yeah, like I said, happily snarky. I'm not ducking a snark on this. Was this was Perfect. intentionally snarky? So uh, yeah, we're going to hit you with something from Billy Joel, and this song is called "Big Shot." Exactly, and we'll be back in a couple minutes, folks, with some more things, stuff, and a wrap up. Stay tuned.
had to be a big shot DJ You had to open up your mouth You had to be a big shot DJ All your friends were so knocked out You had to have the last word Last night So much fun to be around You had to have the white hot spotlight You had to be a big shot I wrote that. Wow. <laughs> Damn, he nails it. He just does. And it is truly one of those songs that's just easier to listen to when you're not hungover. Yeah, no doubt. Because suddenly it becomes, a, it very quickly becomes about you. Oh, yeah. And let's say when we were younger men, how yeah. we may or may not have been a bit of an ass once we were at 20 sheets of the wind yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And I can, <laughs> I can attest to personal experience that I'm at least 20 years separate from maybe mm-hmm. even 30 that yeah nothing creates a just head splitting hangover like cocaine and champagne yeah that just that will wreck you right you know and it's funny that you mention that because obviously over the years there's been a, a lot of curiosity as to who billy wrote that about you mm-hmm. know who was his inspiration for that and at various times uh when people have questioned him about it he's comped to two different explanations if you mm-hmm. would uh first one he cited was bianca jagger uh, he said that, you know, after having lunch with Mick and Bianca one sunny afternoon in New York in, obviously, the 70s, because that was the second single off the 1978 album, 57, 52nd right. Street, legendary album, that uh, that was his inspiration. He could, uh, according to Billy, hear him hear Mick saying that to Bianca the next morning. But right. eventually, Billy did comp to the fact that now that's about me. <laughs> you know? It's a hangover song, and there were many mornings... Yeah. During that period of time in his life where he was staring into the mirror mm-hmm. with just a galactic hangover going, well, there you go again. How about a fresca? Yeah. It had to be a big shot. And we all been there, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Definitely. there was a time when I was drinking great alcohol like it came in a juice box. No doubt. Goddamn right. And the same thing. I'm like, uh, I always had enough restraint never to do it two days in a row. That okay. was like my, my saving grace to myself. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. And, you know. One person might have said I was the straw that stirred the drink. <laughs> Others might say I was an insufferable bore. Indeed. Maybe it's the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Indeed. But Indeed. yeah, it's me and excesses. We go back a ways. Oh yeah. And if you're a songwriter <laughs> and you can you can hit it at a level where just across the board mm-hmm. people can identify it. You're right. And identify with it. You yep. you've done your job. Yeah, it's like being a, a great stand up comedian. If you talk about stuff everybody can relate to. Yep. You're 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 made. You're done. You're, yeah. you, you've got it all. And the same thing can be said for most popular songwriters. If other people can relate to your lyrics, you got you nailed it. it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And, and yeah, as we were talking about before the show, you know, this was the soundtrack to New York in the late seventies. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, it was Fifty Second Street. It was Some Girls by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that Lou Reed did in yep. that time period, it just it reeks of New York in that yeah. time period. Just uh, alienation, loneliness. Yep. 
Cocaine Probably and champagne. B.O. I mean, all of it. Cockroaches. You throw Halston, it all in there. You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> New York was a dangerous place back then. It yep. had an edge. And Some would say interesting. Some would say dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, the art that came out of that era, same thing. It had right. that edge. You know, so bravo, Billy. If you're out there listening to Riffs and Rants, thank you, sir. <laughs> Imagine that. I know. So then moving on to the uh, Dunamolt yeah, portion yeah, so of the episode. Going on in Big Boom Radio this week, Johnny. Well, I tell you what, sir. We have a bit of an anniversary for okay. the, uh, the uh, cavalcade of, of listeners of this show. Yes. We turned three years old. Oh, dear Yes, Lord. it was three Augusts ago oh. that we started doing this, well, whatever we call it, wow. podcast. Uh, Break out the champagne with and the cocaine. Yeah, Here we been, go. Like we always say. <laughs> and, and we did. We founded this with me and my little notebook over drinks at yes, a marina did. bar. Yes, we did. The actual picture sitting right behind you in Big Boom Radio mm-hmm. Studios right now. Yeah. And uh, our goal, as it was, was 30 episodes. <laughs> Do remember you remember that? that? And I, I was yeah. following your lead because you're the one with the professional radio experience. Like, right. All right. Johnny, really, 30 episodes, we'll reassess, we'll see what we got, yeah. and that's when the money should start coming in. <laughs> well, did I say that? Oh well, more or less, God. yeah. All right. So well, I, I said was if just... we got 30 in the can, then maybe at that point we'll know what we're doing. You know? Right, and then after 30 months of, of paying and taking it in the can, <laughs> we're still not making money. But uh, yeah, so from those, those wow. humble beginnings, here we are now at episode 118. Wow. Oof. All right. All right. I think we've beaten Alec Baldwin. I got to check my records again, because <laughs> really, that that's my white whale. As long as I know our podcast can can outlast his. Yes. And his you are Ishmael. He is Moby Dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just got to do it, man. We got to do it somehow. But it's 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 been quite the experience. I don't hasn't do any of it. It hasn't do all the hours, you know, editing and and, and fine tuningness and just the whole self exploration. Yeah. And our biggest focus in that first couple episodes was to introduce ourselves to the audience. Right. And at the time, we uh, at the risk of sounding maudlin, we didn't know how much we were going to learn about ourselves. Um, in this three-year period. Indeed. And our friendship and everything else that goes with it. So uh, congratulations. Likewise, Johnny. Thank and you. Yeah, it, it, it has always been, at least you know, for me, it's always been uh, an effort to defy conventional wisdom. Yep. Because, you know, again, you know, you're the conservative Republican. I'm the liberal Democrat. We're not supposed to be able to sit down across the table from each other without beating each other with chairs. <laughs> You know, but obviously that's not the case. We have a few drinks, we have a few laughs, we listen right. to some good music, and, uh, and the yeah, show is modeled about. over every just random bar conversation you've ever heard. Quite literally, that's all Quite it literally. takes. It's a, yeah. it's a show about nothing. Sorry, yeah. Seinfeld, but it is. It's and a show about I'm, nothing. Don't know about you, but I've been having a hell of a time doing it. I'm and we're gonna really keep doing it, folks. Fun. Absolutely, indeed. So otherwise, uh, you know, look, tune into Big Boom Radio on BigBoomRadio.com. Or via the, uh, let's see, where aren't we these days? I was going to say. Uh, well, the podcast is everywhere, so there's your easy answer for that. <laughs> nice. The radio station is on the, uh, the TuneIn app, uh, the MyTuner app, iHeartRadio. It's just all over the place. I don't even know what that shit is. Right? That, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's what we're going for. Nice. The, playing towards the younger set. Oh, okay. And I tell good, you what, uh, everybody responded so well to the uh, the marathon of the Rocky Billy Rumble that we did on July 4th. Nice. I was very happy to see that. Yep. And that's all it takes for me. I mean, shit. 
just because you're making money doing something doesn't mean you enjoy doing it. Not at all. So as long as people enjoy whatever the heck it is we do, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact of the matter is I'm enjoying it. Right. I think you are too. It keeps us off the streets. Absolutely. All right. So on that note, <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us in this episode of Riffs and Rants. As always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side. <laughs>